from Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia. I'm Quincy Stallworth with Quince Questions. Today our guest is Sumani Feelings. He's the official sports photographer at Temple University here in Philadelphia. In the decade he's gone professional photography, he has covered over 2,000 events, weddings, and graduation ceremonies. His body of work ranges from newspaper print to photojournalism. His work can be found at ZumaniFeelings.com. He also carries a separate website for his sports photography at ZumaniFeelings.net. Please join us as we interview Zumani Feelings. But first, a message. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Quincy Stallworth with Keen State Questions. My guest today is Zamani Feelings. He's an incredible Philly photographer, freelance photographer, and the official athletic photographer for Temple University. How are you doing there, Zamani? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks it's for such a pleasure me. to have you on. You're, you're one of my favorite photographers in Philadelphia. I hope you... Uh, I hope you know that. I appreciate it. Thank you. How did you uh, get started in photography? I didn't, I, I didn't well, know. Go ahead. Oh, good. I'm sorry. No, I was saying I didn't know Philadelphia specialized in, 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 in photographical platforms in Philadelphia schools. Well, I didn't. Um, I never. Uh, well, I can tell you from the. From a child, I know I had this little fascination with the camera. Um, I only I don't know much about that story, but I have a few pictures. When I was five years old, we lived in Guyana, and I always had the camera on my neck, and I would always pretend to be taking pictures. I'm not sure if I actually took any, uh, but it wasn't anything that I was necessarily involved in growing up. I was involved in like other things. I had an interest in video. I had an interest in animation. I did animated films uh, when I was younger, and I was into the kids were into like DJing, and I came up in the uh, you know in the breakdance era and the early hip hop era in Mount Airy in Philadelphia. So I was always involved in something creative uh, to some extent, but photography uh, wasn't the thing that I grew up doing. I, I dabbled with my mother's film camera when I was around thirteen or fourteen, just taking pictures of friends. Uh, I wasn't really trying to do anything artistic with it. It was more just documenting you know just taking pictures and liking to to, to photograph um, my neighborhood and the people in my neighborhood um and i did some video uh when i got out of high school actually i didn't know what i wanted to do and i remember looking through the community college catalog and i was flipping through and my mother was like you know you got to go to school figure out you know if you want to go start school somewhere take whatever you want to take whatever you know grabs your interest and I did uh, end up seeing photography in there as a major. So I started taking a photography class there. Um, but 
for some reason, I don't remember where I, what was going on with me at the time. I ended up dropping the class. Hmm. So, um, uh, so it wasn't anything that was with me a long time. And then uh, years later, I was working for a youth organization, and that was when digital photography came around. This is about '98, and they had a Sony Mavic digital camera there. And I would play around with that a lot, and I took some pictures of my friends, and they were using that for, like, their MySpace and that kind of thing in Black Planet back when those were around. And then I oh, yeah. dropped it, and I didn't do – I don't think I did anything else with pictures except when occasionally when a friend will, you know, want something. I remember in 2000 taking some pictures with the camera, and this was a Sony Mavic camera. It was old where you put the floppy disk in. And mm -hmm. I took some pictures of a couple of my friends and, and they showed it to some people that were actual photographers. And they said, hey, you know, he has a pretty good eye for what he used and the lighting he was using. It was it was actually pretty good, but uh, I still didn't think anything of it. So I didn't get um, interested in photography until 2010. But even then, I purchased a camera because I wanted um, to do documentary film. Uh, that was my main interest. Was doc I wanted to do documentary films, and I and I purchased the DSLR only because I wanted to be able to get the shallow depth of field and get like a cinematic look. Because originally I was going to buy a video camera. So uh, what right. I did, I took a class, uh, or it was there was a group called Operation Give Back, and uh, Kyle Morris, KD Morris, was uh, the person who was um, leading the class, and it was just a, a get together meetup group where people would go out and take pictures downtown. And a friend of mine told me about it. And I right. went, despite the fact that I wasn't interested in photography, I went because they told me, well, you could learn lighting or composition and that sort of thing. So um, I went down and took the video. I was taking video of the other photographers and everything. And then um, I decided to take a few pictures. And afterwards, we all went out to eat. And the group um, was were going through the videos and with photos and they just say hey you know these are pretty good you might have a good eye for photography and i said ah oh, no i don't you know i'm not interested in photography i want to do video right. and they say you should think about it and then the following week i went out with them and i ended up taking pictures that entire day and uh, that's pretty much what inspired me to get into photography and it kind of went from there well while you started off your stories you mentioned ghana um it was guyana South guyana yeah. Oh, oh, Guyana, South America. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, were you born there? How'd you get started there? No. So um, I was born in Brooklyn. Uh, my parent, my dad was from New York, and my mom is from Philly. Um, they were, uh, they got married, and they were traveling. All they did travel through Africa, and they lived in Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya. Uh, they they traveled all through Africa, but after um after I was born. Uh, shortly after I was born, they moved to Guyana, South America. My father was teaching art at a uh, at a university there, uh, art school okay. in Guyana. And my mother was teaching high school, and um, you know my parents were both artists and everything like that. So that's how we ended up down there. So after they they divorced, uh, we came back to Philly with my mother when I was about five. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's how the the Guyana story. But yeah, but I have pictures from from back then. Do you think that scene that, that that even even up till five, do you mm -hmm. think that affected your eye? Because you do have a unique eye compared to most photographers in the city. Thank you. I guess I still don't quite see it. I always have people tell me that they can they know when it's my picture right away, mm -hmm. um, even in the sports photography groups. Um, so you know I'm kind of flattered by it, but I always I don't always see it. Um, but that that early experience, I don't really know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I just I have one picture where I'm like five years, four years old, and I'm standing in the middle of the road with the camera up, and I'm taking a picture. And so people always say, "Oh, you had it from when you were a kid," but I was like, "I don't know," because it wasn't. Any, I wasn't doing it for that long. Um, so it wasn't anything that I grew up doing for um, throughout my whole life. But I would I would keep stumbling into the cameras in some kind of way, whether it's video or pictures. I had an interest in it, and I thought I would be like a filmmaker, as I said. Um, before, but I ended up drifting into the stills. But my, the thing that I wanted to do was to. I was always fascinated with um, trying to have a picture, take a picture that looked like it was taken from a movie scene. You mm. know, you know. I can see that in your photography. It, it it all does look like scenes from a movie. Yeah, like cinematic. I was trying to kind of go for like something that looked more cinematic. So um, that was a. Uh, that was pretty much where I came from. In fact, I was when I started off, I was taking video of some people and then going in and trying to um, capture freeze frame from the video. Uh, and I was, I was playing around with that a lot. Of course, it's like that's, those are the being really low resolution photographs. But uh, uh, so that was a that was my initial inspiration. But uh, I just can say that I was drawn to, to photographing people. I've always been drawn to photographing people more than like still life and landscapes and that sort of thing. Hmm. Do you still have a uh, interest in cinematography? No, hmm. I don't know why it just, it just left me and I just, it just went and never came back. Uh, I still do some little video projects for people here and there, but um, I, yeah, I just don't have the, I've never had the motivation to really do something again. I made one short little uh, documentary video for uh concerned black men when I was working there. And then after that, it just kind of left me. So I've, I've done video projects for people like interviews and that sort of thing, or filming them performances, but um, nothing, no, no documentary style things and no, uh, nothing uh, resembling like a film or anything like that. So I don't know if it'll come back to me later or not, but yeah, right now it's just, you know, I've still been locked into the just stills photography. But you clearly still have a, a cinema, a cinematic or a, a theatrical style of shooting. You mm -hmm. know, it's hard. It's hard to imagine that you would just uh, not go back. Maybe you haven't found a project worth investing it, in. You know, maybe so. I, I feel like I'm. This uh, is be honest. I feel like I'm too lazy to <laughs> to do it. Like there's so much the different angles and putting it all together and the editing and everything like that. It can be mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I do still do some for weddings and everything. When I shoot, if I shoot a wedding and the bride sometimes doesn't have a videographer, I'll take little video clips throughout the day and then I'll make it into something to add music. But it's really basic stuff. But I know like how much is involved when you're doing cinematography with the lighting and doing like a really thorough documentary. It's just it's really involved. And out for some reason, I just don't have the passion for it. And I, if I don't have the passion for something, then it's, I'm usually not going to do a good job. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true with every job today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's some people that can do, you know, you can, you know, work on a, you know, maybe fixing a flat tire or something like that. And you might right. not like doing it, but you can do a good job of it. Creative stuff for me, I have to have to have the passion about it. I have to be excited to want to see it done and done, done really well. Now, your wedding portrait and couples photography is phenomenal. Thank you, you. For, for those who want to see it, you can go to zamanifeelings.com. 
There are yeah. two websites. We're going to talk about that one, the okay. second one later. Okay. But your work is incredible. Thank uh, the angles that you choose, the uh, color grading that you go with. Um, are are you on to the latest gear, or have you just developed uh, a connection with your your camera? No, I actually, um, and that's that's interesting because I'm probably one of the few people that have stuck with what uh, I used originally. Um, I've tried out, but I've been happier with um, the uh, the camera that I use. Um, from my experience, when I did upgrade um, to other cameras, it, I couldn't get the same feel, the same filmic sort of look um, from the newer camera. So I still shoot with the original camera that I started out um, doing uh, my portraits and, and weddings. And that. So, so what cameras? What camera is that? Uh, the Canon 5D Mark II. And oh, okay. Canon, and then the Canon 5D Classic. I still use the and the Classic. Uh, actually, older and it looks even more film like, and I feel like it has more feeling and um in it than uh than even the Mark II. But uh, once I once I got past the Mark II and I tried the other cameras out, I just wasn't really liking them too much for what I do. Um, for sports, I use the 1DX. Um, and uh, I don't feel like that has as much of the feel that I like in the 5D, but um, it's a sports-oriented camera, so it shoots faster. It's 12 frames per second. But even right. that is from 2011, and I haven't upgraded from that one for the same reason. Like, it seems like the um, the newer sensors are more digital-looking. Right. And uh, and they don't, and they kind of lost that um, filmic look that the earlier ones had. So while the technology is better, and then I mean they have more features, and the high ISO is better, and um, they're a lot more advanced and easier to use, and actually can do a lot more for you. But they sort of lost some of the that that filmic look that I like, and that was kind of like um, a trademark for my photographs, I guess. So right. Yeah. Do you think? Uh you could pass as a, you think you've become a, a Canon ambassador because Lord knows you definitely are a walking advertisement for Canon. Oh yeah. You know, I, um, Canon actually just sent me, uh, one of their newer cameras to play around with, um, oh. to test out. But, um, I would like to be a Canon ambassador. Um, I, I don't know how thrilled they would be with the fact that I still like prefer their older cameras, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sensors to the newer ones, but, other than that, um, I think I, I I would say I kind of earned it. I put the equipment to to use. I have strayed from using it. Even the new camera on the on the block, I was still stuck with um, what I was using and stuck with Canon because I like the look of the files and I like the um, the skin tones and everything like that, which is important, especially when you're photographing like people of color. So, hmm. Well, that's very important too. Uh, I also would like to know: Do you have plans to change uh, to change over to a Sony, a Fuji, or are you just happy with the Canon? No, I think I'm uh, probably going to be rocking <laughs> and it's the same brand. I'm in the per in the process of just like trying to buy up more of the same uh, models and stuff like that. I have too because I have a feeling I'm just going to be using the same uh, older models for a long time. Something uh, it's something about the time frame that I purchased that I got into photography is when these cameras 
were released. And so it was something about those years that's in sync with my destiny or something like that. Yeah. But um, since then, I, I've, I've tried everything. I, I rented Sony. I rented Fuji's. I rented Panasonic's. I rented the newer versions of the Canon stuff. I just sent one back last week. Um, and uh, there is, there's a couple that are just re- have just been released and I'm going to play around with and I may um, end up finding myself using. But um, particularly when it comes to my portraiture, Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything like that. I think I'm going to be using the 5D Mark II probably for the rest of my life. So uh, I'm going to start collecting them because the price is so cheap now. I went out when I first bought my first one. It was 2,500, and now you can find them for three, four hundred dollars. So um, I know the parts <laughs> are going to be scarce, and it's going to be hard to find somebody that can work on them eventually. And so I'm probably going to end up having like ten of them or something like that, so I can use them for. The rest of my life, I don't know. Uh, let me reintroduce you really fast. Okay. I'm here with the incredible photographer, Philadelphia, greatest photographer for now, I'll say that. And uh, he's also the sports photographer, the official sports and athletic photographer for Temple University. We'll be back with more Zamani feelings after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. Hello everyone, I'm Quincy Stallworth. I'm back with the incredible sports photographer, portrait and wedding photographer. Zamani Felix. How you doing, Zamani? How you doing? Thanks, Quincy. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about your incredible work with Temple and your work with all, you work with several teams with sports photography, but you're Temple's official athletic photographer. Your work is, uh, I would say, Sports Illustrated Magazine worthy. Thank you. Uh, Have you been in Sports Illustrated Magazine? Uh no, I actually did a workshop though with um uh two of Sports Illustrated, one who was there with them for maybe forty years, thirty years, and another one who was the editor there for twenty or thirty years. Um and I did a workshop with both and I taught alongside both of them. Really? In February in March. Uh yeah, uh Steve Fine and Peter Reed Miller. Huh. And uh, but no, I haven't had any work that appeared in Sports Illustrated. Uh, everything, the all my stuff has been published through Temple, and then um, uh, it's been a lot of college sports. But I do also photograph NFL games too. Yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, I see you did some uh, best of the preseason NFL. Um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit while, a while back. But uh, so I actually photograph now uh, NFL games through Temple or for Temple. 
okay. university. So they send me to the games to get um, alumni players who are now in the league, um, and they use that as a marketing tool to for recruitment. That's so quite let kids know that you know, you go to yeah. Temple and make it into the NFL if you're good enough and work hard enough. In your, so, do you have any players you followed from their early years at Temple into the NFL? Yes, I got one uh, last week. I mean, um, last season. I'm sorry. There's been a few. There's, I think, last season was the first time that I had been photographing the same player from uh, from their freshman uh, class all the way through senior class into the NFL. Uh, one of them was uh, Raquel Armstead. Uh, running back, he's at the Jaguars now. Hmm. Um, I had the um, I had the pleasure of being at his first game when he got his first touch. Uh, the football is a running back. Did you recognize him? Oh yeah, we all yeah we know each other all the time. I mean, he always we I, I would get pic- pictures of him and send it to him, and we would we would talk all the time. So I told him I said, "When you make it to NFL, I'm gonna be at your first game." And uh, you know, and I popped up on him at the first game. You know, I had a picture when he saw me on the, on the sidelines and he's smiling and stuff. And, uh, hmm. yeah, I got his first snap, his first touch of the ball and everything. That's very cool. How does uh, Temple feel about you being uh, one of their best photographers or do they have an army of photographers? Um, no, they don't have – they definitely don't have an army. Um, with Temple and most colleges, they have um, – they'll have uh, a school photographer and sometimes that person will do all the sports and then they'll have uh, sometimes they'll have somebody who's just dedicated to athletics. Um, so at the games, there's tons of different photographers and sometimes student workers will be there with cameras. And uh, then there's the media outlets like Getty and AP and the Enquirer and that sort of thing. And um, and then sometimes they'll have people on different teams that will do some photography. But um, my my duties and my responsibilities with Temple Athletics, I generally just go to the game and capture action photos. And then I'll do uh, with the football team, it's a little more involved because I'll do the recruits. I'll do the headshots for all the players. Uh, I'll do headshots for the new recruits that come in. And then I also travel with the team, with the football team. So oh, wow. uh, you know, I fly with them on the uh, charter plane and, you know, and I have my own hotel room and that thing. And so it's a lot of fun. The away games are like my vacations because my schedule is so busy. I don't really get to just relax and everything. So usually we go down the day before the game. So mm-hmm. that's my relaxed time. I can go to the bar with the guys and eat and go to restaurants and eat. Or uh, And uh, so, you know, those are the really fun times. I'm not sure about how that's going to happen this year or not, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, how does one earn a position with Temple as an athletic photographer? Well, you know, I, it was sort of just created and kind of just happened. They never, they didn't have a uh, athletic photographer. Then they they used the um, the main photographer for the university, who was um, really open to me and helpful to me. His name is Joe. So, um, at one, at some point, they decided to pull him off of uh, the focus on athletics, and I had already been at Temple, like, volunteering and shooting games, and I had developed a relationship with the sports information director and people on the team and that sort of thing. So um, it just sort of happened, um, you know, it just happened naturally. Hmm, organically. Uh, yeah. Do you, were you, like, up in, in some sort of competition? Was there, like, a, a tough cut? 
No, 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 it wasn't anything like that. I mean, there's always people that want to, to shoot for them, but um, a lot of people are more trying to get into the games and uh, and anything like that. So I was volunteering for a, a couple of years before I actually started getting paid. Um, but I was going to all the different sports and just shooting. And so I think it was a combination of my, uh, them appreciating my work and, you know, um, also realizing I had a passion for what I was doing. And uh, getting some notoriety, and then um, also I just just being a, a person, personable, you know, uh, guy, I guess. So the, it was a combination of those things, and then and and, I, and the, the couple of relationships I made there with the people on the staff, they uh, really were just trying to look out for me. You know what I mean? Right. And I right. think it was more like this guy is really into doing a good job, and and you know he gets along with everybody. Everybody likes him. He does well with the works and well with the and spending money to travel to go to the games before I was oh. even on the staff. I was just asking, just let me get in. And I was, you know, you know, offering them the images they needed and stuff like that. So they, you know, it was like a courtesy to me. And then they, you know, as you become friendly with them, they start really looking out for you. Hmm. You know, so it's a real mutually beneficial situation. Has any of your work been published in the uh, Daily News or the Philadelphia Inquirer? Um, no, at the games, they have, uh, they have, uh, photographers from, from the Inquirer that come, uh, and daily news that come to shoot at the games that I'm at. So they generally use their images, but, um, I've done shoots for like through Temple, because of Temple, I've done shoots for several other universities. I did a photo, uh, whole photo shoot for the Philadelphia Flyers um, oh, wow. a couple of years ago. And like I said, I've gotten into several NFL games and, um, and I developed a blog from based on that, and then uh, from posting my work and sharing my work in the in the sports photography groups on Facebook, I developed the following. Um, so that's helped me get some um, educational opportunities because I started doing like uh, lectures on sports photography and presentations on sports photography for for photographers who are trying to learn. So um, you know those things are open doors for me. Right. So like, being published now is not really. It's a. It's more of just like a. You know, I guess like a, a resume chip than anything else. You right. know, it's a, It's not a lot. There's not a lot of money in professional sports, anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, not, also, not where uh, we are. <laughs> yeah, I also shoot for uh, some local sports digests and everything. Mm -hmm. It's my work regularly in their magazines and everything. But um, yeah, being published in in a national magazine is more of just a, you know, it's like a, a star on your resume. But it doesn't necessarily do much for your career, I don't think. Right. You know. Um, so, yeah, hmm. that's that's basically it. But yeah, I got into the temple through. I was uh, when I developed the interest in sports photography, and I, I don't want to jump ahead too much. But uh, one of the it was a photographer who was trying to start a magazine. Uh, mm -hmm. He did start a magazine called Coach and Player Magazine. And he saw my portrait and wedding work because I, you know, before I got into sports photography, I was already, had already been doing the portraits and, and, and events and weddings for a couple of years. And sure. he saw the work and he asked, he said, Hey, I can get you in the temple games. If you can get me, um, if you can do some editorial work for me. And I was like, sure. You know, and I, you know, I didn't know anything about college sports at all. Honestly, right. I never watched a college game of any kind in my whole life more than maybe a couple of minutes and um and next thing you know i'm at the link on the field and you know i was just thinking like okay this is great i like the lighting here you know 
And do you think that contributed to your ability to produce great work? Uh, it's a newfound passion compared to people, other photographers who live their entire life fo uh, photographing sports. Um, I don't know. I think I, the, being what, the things that I learned from shooting portraiture uh, and events definitely helped me in terms of um, helped me in my sports photography in terms of just understanding the camera and um, understanding what's a good shot and what's not, and to some extent the post-processing. But um, just in general, I um, had a, uh, I don't know if I started out shooting sports initially with it being a difference uh, in my work overall, but um, the passion for just capturing action actually was there when I first started, and that's uh, like another story I could tell you about. Um, when I went out with that group that I was talking about, Operation Give Back, um, right. they reminded me. I forgot about it, but when we were out going around taking pictures, there was a basketball game happening and um, inside of this uh, gymnasium, and we were walking past there, and I kept trying to go in and take pictures, and, and they were like, come on, we're not taking pictures of basketball. And I was like, I want to see if I can get a good picture. And they were like, oh, come on. And I went in some pictures of the interest in, in capturing action was there from the start, but I, uh, it got diverted for a while, and I was more um, into just capturing people and, and doing portraiture. Well, that sounds impressive. Uh, let me reintroduce you. Okay. Everyone, I'm with the incredible freelance photographer and official sports photographer at Temple University, Zamani Feelings. We'll be back with more Zamani right after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Hey, now we're back for the final segment of our Zamani Feelings interview. How you doing, Zamani? Doing good. Great. Uh, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before this pandemic hit the planet? What did I learn about myself that I didn't know? Uh, before the pandemic hit, I didn't realize uh, how important having rest was. Um, I, didn't, I realized that I was really burned out from my schedule. Um, I've been shooting full-time since 2013. And it really um, generally working almost every day. Um, it's very rare that I'll get three days in a row off. So having mm -hmm. the, uh, the rest time and how much I really appreciated it um, was one of the things I learned. Uh, it also made me appreciate uh, the fact that although I consider myself self-employed, that I'm not really self-employed. Right. That I depend on 
other people um, having events, other people needing photography, uh, sporting events that take place in order for me to do what I do. Right. So I've just developed appreciation for for the fact that I'm really dependent on other people, um, their needs for what I do as well. Well, where have you been hunkered down at? Uh, you said where I've been hunkered down at? Yeah, where have you been? Oh, oh, just just in my condiment, condo, in my room, in my uh, in my recliner chair. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm talking I've, about I've, for the uh, last five months. Yeah, basically, uh, I I it was I did the uh, a workshop in South Carolina uh, in March, and as soon mm. as I got back here, that's when the COVID thing like really hit heavy, and I was basically stuck inside. So um, the first thing I did was I. In my mind, I was thinking by maybe the summertime, this will be all over. Right, right. So, so the president, he thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> once we, once I realized that I was going to have to be stationary for the, um, for the quarantine during the quarantine, um, and I assumed that I would be back and everything would be back to normal in the summertime, um, I had, uh, I started working on these organization projects. So I've had, like, over the years, I used to be a really big videotape person. I would record a lot of TV, TV really? shows, sort of things. So I had a huge collection of videotapes that wow. I had uh, converted to DVD back in the mid-2000s when I got a DVD recorder. That was, like, one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> so I literally had about 4,000 to 5,000 DVDs in these big, huge cases uh, that held 500 each, and I had about seven of them. Um, and then I had boxes with more of them in there. So what I set out to do and, and end up accomplishing was sitting down and digitizing all of the stuff that I wanted to keep from all of those DVDs. So I literally had four computers set up, uh, and I sat there for 14 hours a day and doing nothing but, uh, digitizing all of those DVDs and, and the rest of the videotapes I had. And then I got rid of all of those. And then I started doing cassettes and I started tearing up some of my books and and making them into PDFs and that sort of thing. And uh, so that was what I, that's basically what I spent my time doing. And then I started going through all the external hard drives with all the photographs and everything that I had and organizing them. Um, so I went through 35 external hard drives and organized everything onto one big Drobo drive. And I'm still finishing that up. Um, I'm, I lost the motivation somewhere around the last that's month a lot. Ago. That's a, yeah, that's I was a lot. Yeah, like 12 or 14 hours a day, every day, hmm. just sitting, you know, because this was like, in my mind, it was my only chance to get it done, and I wanted to get it done before I thought the summertime when I would be back out and working again, so I never had the opportunity to just sit and get this stuff done, so, um, but I got it finished, so that was right. one accomplishment, um, and the next thing I want to do is start um, creating a, another, creating a YouTube channel and doing videos for my sports photography blog. I have a, a series of articles that I wrote, um, and it, the blog got really popular. I mean, it's like it got a lot of visits per day. I was really surprised by it, uh, but I wanted to start to uh, make a video channel that's um, kind of a what? digital video version of the sports photography blog. Oh wow, like on YouTube. Uh yeah, that's what I'm, I'm gonna make a YouTube channel and make uh, great video content for the uh for the articles that I have on there. Just make video versions of the articles that I have on my blog. 
have you captured any of the uh, Black Lives Matters protests and maybe even some of the riots that that no, began? No, I didn't go out at all. Like I was really like um, really nervous about the the uh, COVID and 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 that sort of thing. And so I just I decided not to go out at all and uh, and do that at, at all. So. Um, I might regret it later, but you yeah, know, I just I just wasn't motivated to do. It. I was I was really fixated on finishing what I was doing, uh, and then you know, planning, preparing for also for a move that which was supposed to happen in May. So, uh, but that didn't happen. So no, I didn't I didn't go out and, and shoot any of the uh, protests or the riots. What have what can we as your fans of your photography? What can we do to to support? your photography right now support you uh just check out my work uh refer me to somebody if you know somebody who wants a photographer or if you need photography services and uh just follow follow me on facebook this is where i'm the most active um i have an instagram as well that's mostly comprised of my sports photography uh but just uh just support and, and comment and 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 refer me if you can Oh yeah, definitely. Now, what's next? You got any projects coming up, or uh, any photo shoots, or weddings? Or? Well, uh, I this is at a point where I can't say I know what's coming. I'm kind of waiting, like everybody else is, to see what happens in the world um, with this pandemic specifically. So, um, mm-hmm. I had a, a lot of weddings that were scheduled for this year that were postponed, um, yeah. and uh, the sports photography. Um, and a lot of, uh, I lost a lot of money for things I would have jobs I would have been doing, um, uh, if the, uh, if things weren't, um, the way they were. And, uh, but, um, right now I'm just, uh, you know, kind of just patiently waiting to see what happens in the world and, um, what's next. But, um, that's, that's basically, yeah, I'm a kind of the next month or so I'll know something at least in terms of sports because they'll have to make a decision about college sports right and, uh, yeah. high school sports so um but i'm still available to do you know portraits and and everything like that and events and weddings right. uh, most of my weddings got pushed to next year mm-hmm. uh, but i have had uh, I've, i still get uh inquiries pretty consistently good good Z- Zamani, I want to thank you for talking to us. I really appreciate your time. I really enjoyed this. I am going to be listening okay. to this multiple times before I even publish it. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. No and, problem. Uh, also being a, like a, a consistent supporter of my work from from almost the start, really. No problem. Man. That's 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 what fans do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. And that has been my interview with Zumani Feelings of Zumani Feelings Photography. Please follow him on Instagram. Check out his website. ZumaniFeelings.net and ZumaniFeelings.com Kinsey Questions has been a production of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. 
We also want to thank the talented staff at 1030 Designs for crafting our logo and promotion material. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Your support is truly appreciated. Thank you for listening and have a great night.